Hey guys, I'm Carly Zakin. And I'm Danielle Weisberg, and we're the co-founders and co-CEOs of The Skim. On our podcast, Skimmed from the Couch, we talk to the women we look up to about the realities of getting to the top. And their advice is what's helped us grow the skim from a company of two to something much bigger. But we started here on a couch. Yes, we are sitting on a couch. And now we want to talk to you about the things that have helped us build our brand and answer any questions you guys might have about how to build your own careers. So every Thursday, we'll be discussing a topic that our guests brought up on Skim from the Couch that week. Expect to hear everything from how to nail an interview to how to manage a team. This week on the couch, we talked to Christy Hefner, and she told us all about the WTF moments that come with getting promoted to president of Playboy magazine at age 29 and spending 20 years as the company's chairman and CEO. There unquestionably were a lot of moments where I would think, um, I can't believe I'm sitting in this room. I can't believe I'm talking to these people. I can't believe that uh, I have you know, this assignment. And I will say, looking back at the moment when I suggested that I be named president, it was a WTF moment. I mean, what what made you like, I mean, you know, I have to look back and go, what was I thinking? I was 29 years old. I'd never worked in another company other than as a journalist. I didn't have an MBA. And I think unquestionably part of what I was thinking is I didn't know everything I didn't know. We've had a lot of moments like that, too. It comes with the territory. So without further ado, let's take your questions. Hi, ladies. My name is Amanda. I am from Wisconsin, and I have a question about creating kind of a new role within a department. Um, I am currently a recruiter, and I travel very heavily for work. And I think my director needs an assistant director, and I'm wondering how I can approach her with this new position and explain to her why I think I would be a great assistant director um, to kind of help her manage things on, you know, on our team and also get me off the road a little bit. So would love to hear your thoughts on this. Thanks. So Christy definitely recommended herself for the position of president at 29 years old, which takes guts. And she talked about that and said she didn't know what she didn't know, which I think is a great way to start off by kind of laying it out there that you don't know what you don't know. That doesn't mean you're not ready for the next step. I also think what what you're um, identifying, Amanda, is that your bandwidth is stretched and that you're, you see the need that maybe your director doesn't or maybe you don't know what you don't know and there's a reason your director hasn't hired for this. So what I would do is actually go through how you spend your week. Every day, kind of just like keep a diary of what percentage of your time is devoted to this type of recruiting or this type of admin work or this type of emailing and kind of give this diary to your direct boss, to your director and say, I, this is how I'm spending my time. This is where I think um, our organization could improve and optimize even further if we had someone doing this specific task. And I would even write the job description for your director because you're actually then helping the director do some of the legwork. Um, but I think that will be the best way that the best way to approach it. And that's how I would want someone to approach us with that. And that's actually happened a few times at Scheme HQ in a few different roles. Um, we once had our head of finance kind of do that to convince us why we needed to bring an accounting function in-house. We've had that with our ambassador team convincing us why we needed to bring in more support. Um, We've done that with editorial. So I think, again, you don't know what your boss doesn't know, but your boss doesn't know what you don't know. I think that the most obvious thing that people sometimes forget when they do that is to then ask 
to be considered for the position. Because clearly, if you've done that, you've already done the legwork, you're already on the team, so you have a leg up because you're already at the company. Um, But don't just do it and hand it over to someone and leave room for misconception that you think this is a role that should be hired outside from. Say, this is a role that I see. I've gone the extra step of thinking through what this would look like, and now I'm ready to be considered to take this role on. Um, I think sometimes people wait almost for an assumption that this should be their role and because they've done this and put it together that we're going to consider them. And sometimes that leads to people assuming that they see the need, but they don't think they're ready for it. Thanks for calling in, Amanda. Let's take another question. Hi, my name's Stephanie. I am calling because one of the things I hear uh, most frequently, both for myself and friends, um, especially female, is that um, idea of imposter syndrome, that thought of at some point these people are going to figure out that I don't know what I'm doing. Um, And so I'd love to hear how you've coped with that, how you are coping with that and deal with that on an everyday basis while growing growing a business that's essentially not been seen before. So thanks so much. You ladies are doing great. Hi, Stephanie. I have no clue if this is the right thing to say to you, but what I frequently repeat in my head is the old adage of fake it till you make it. Uh, It has helped me through a lot of situations, which is no one knows exactly what they're doing. Everyone knows that, but actually repeating it as if it's a mantra when I start to feel that imposter syndrome kick in It honestly really helps me because it kind of levels the playing field in my head where no one can be completely 100% um, confident. And I think if you are, there's some sort of room for delusion. But no one, I think, knows exactly 100% what they're doing all the time if they are stretching themselves. Um, So fake it till you make it. You'll figure it out. And then there'll be something else that you have to fake until you feel comfortable with that. I think one of um, the things that we've learned from was actually one of our employees wrote something about her interactions with imposter syndrome and how she went through it. And I think um, one of the things that has helped Carly and I grow as we've definitely felt um, like imposters starting a company when we were 25 years old being you know, young CEOs um, pitching investors was having a team that we could talk to about that and that it didn't actually lessen um, how they looked at us, but it was a really great outlet to be able to have these conversations and say, yeah, I feel this way too sometimes. Uh, And that's not a negative. It's something that we can get through together. Um, I'm going to say my thoughts on this probably less articulately than Danielle, which is um, under the same vein, as Danielle said, no one has any idea what the fuck they're doing. And I think for me personally, I never really understood what imposter syndrome was until recently. Um, I didn't, and maybe it was just the naivete or the exhaustion of like the earliest days of the skim. I didn't feel it uh, early on. I feel it much more now. And part of it is because I think the stakes are higher. We have a bigger team. Um, you know, the natural part of scaling is that you do lose a little bit of that like kind of intimate way that you can tell your team, like, you know, I'm having a tough day. Um, But I also, I think where it's come into play the most for me is in a boardroom and not just the Skims boardroom, but we actually sit on another board. And there's been so many times where I've actually like not spoken up because I'm like, well, I have nothing important to say. Like these people all know how to be in a boardroom. 
And then only recently, I remember like looking around and I, was, I really disagreed with what someone said. And I was like, they asked me to be here like for a reason. I deserve to be here. I also realized I was only one of three women in a room and that that was an honor to have and uh, and a responsibility to have. And, and I kind of spoke up for the first time and my voice was a little bit shaky and I sounded much more nervous than I ever usually do. Um, but I was really glad that I spoke. And I think just reminding yourself, and as Danielle said, like, you know, the fake it till you make it, just remind yourself people might come off more confident or might say it better than you think you can but no one has any idea what they're doing. And um, usually the people that come off the most confident usually have the least idea what they're doing uh, and just kind of keep that in mind. We love hearing from you guys. So please give us a call at 646-461-6370 to leave us a voicemail. We're old school like that. And be featured on an upcoming episode. 